Hello and welcome to another Tap Talks HR podcast. Today I'm speaking to Jenny Workman, Global People Consultation Program Manager at Arup. Hi Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Hi Anthony, thanks for having me. No worries. Um, so today we're talking about resilience. Mm. Uh, so thinking about resilience as a topic, why, why is resilience important to you at the moment? Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? In this pandemic, um, resilience, I think, is probably important to absolutely everybody right now. Um, but for me personally, um, I've had a really interesting couple of years um, where I've had some pretty dramatic life events. And one of the things that has really sort of come front and centre for me is resilience and, and, and getting through those sort of massive life events. Um, so it was interesting because 2018 had one major one, 2019 had a major one, and I thought, oh, 2020, it's going to be the year without the major event, and then a pandemic turns up. So I'm kind of grateful to it in a way because it's given me another opportunity to um, practice resilience. Um, I really do mean that very deliberately as well because it's something that you hear people talk about a lot and it sounds really grand and somebody else says oh i'm quite a resilient person and you think oh my goodness what does that mean and actually probably two years ago i was wondering what that meant um so for me resilience is really important because it's what gives us the bounce back ability to make sure that we can get through tough times and come out the other side and it's interesting isn't it because i think the word resilience gets thrown around so much um and and we've done a little bit of research and everything and it's very much around that kind of capacity of resilience building that with inside of you by by learning techniques but also it's the active process of being resilient at a certain time isn't it is that there's a, there's two different angles about resilience i think yeah absolutely and it's one of those things, isn't it, where um, you sort of need resilience in everyday life, really. Um, but the resilience that we had was what we considered um, or didn't consider, really, was things like the train's late. So you get to the office late. What do you do? Well, maybe you forgo the first cup of coffee, but you know where your next one's coming from. And that was resilience on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's a resilience that we've kind of lost. And I think now that's why resilience and being resilient is even more important because we're not coping with the things that were the usual things we had to cope with. We're now finding new, different situations um, that for a lot of people have caused anxiety levels to really, really escalate. So with this, um, with new situations, you know, we go into fight or flight mode quite quickly. And that can be really exhausting. So it's almost how you guard against that exhaustion. Um, alongside Zoom exhaustion, alongside all the other things at the moment, um, and, and build our kind of skill set, if you like, in that resilience and making sure that um, we come back again tomorrow, as it were. You know, we get manage to get to sleep, we wake up the next day and, and face another day. Yeah, so so it's um, it's the pace of change, really, isn't it? And and as as you we're we're talking about twenty twenty and the pandemic at the moment. And if you're listening to this in like ten years time, and uh, and there's obviously different pandemics. There might have been an alien invasion or something like that. Yeah. We're in twenty twenty, and it's been such a global thing that has changed the way we act almost at a fundamental level uh, and that pace of change and that stress and trauma is why we're talking about resilience really isn't it it's, it's a it's an inability or an ability to cope with rapid change that kind of where we need resilience yeah absolutely and it's one of those words that um 
uh, sometimes can cause a bit of fear for some people, I think, when they think, well, what the heck does that mean? You know, what does it mean to me? And I suppose for me, it's been about talking about it lots and at every opportunity because it's that kind of demystifying it. Um, resilience is about bounce back ability and we're all different. You know, we all cope with it in different ways. And I think um, certainly at the beginning of the pandemic, um, for someone who's so, really sociable, um, as you know, Anthony, and likes chatting and meeting and networking uh, with other people, suddenly being confined to home and the screen going black at the end of a meeting and not having that lovely opportunity to say to, you know, chat to somebody as you walk back to your desk after a meeting was really something I lost and I couldn't quite put my finger on it for about two or three weeks and I think that's when I felt really challenged to think about well how am I going to plug back in what am I going to do that's going to mean that I put back in those things that I really valued that actually helped me with resilience that helped me park the day as it were you know how did I leave the office at the end of the day knowing that you know that that being a day at work it had been whatever kind of day it had been but that I could get home on the tube I mean, I know we can't always do that. Um, you know, that's unrealistic to think that that's how it was. But there's an element of some of our rituals, our routines allowed us to park the day and we can't do that anymore. And I know for a lot of people they are finding working at home um, means that their home, their home life has kind of suffered or their work has taken over things. So it's been for me about putting some barriers and some rituals in place. Um, things like, for instance, making sure um, I'm doing Pilates by Zoom um, a couple of times a week has really helped because it's been that kind of like walking away from the screen and actually doing something physical um making sure i'm walking as much because i found uh i realized actually that i was walking so much i love walking so actually even at lunchtime when i pop out to get a bit, a bit of lunch um i'd often deliberately walk in the opposite direction to where i was going to get the food to have like five ten minutes of walk to give myself some headspace um and things like meditation um i used to do that on the tube every day going into work so now i'm thinking why do i do my meditation ah you know that sort of time of the day doesn't happen anymore so from that point of view um resilience for me is about thinking about what things have helped what things haven't helped and can i talk to someone else about this is it a common thing because it really is it's a real shared human experience in terms of feeling that your norm has been turned on its head and that things feel different and that you, you find yourself not coping with things that you think oh my goodness I can normally cope with that why am I not coping with it well it's because potentially as you said things have changed so much so fast without almost any explanation that actually we then find ourselves having to almost reprogram our brains to do even the most normal of things so it's always come back down to what are the things that matter to me, what matters to my home life, to my work life, um, and do I need someone to help me with that? So I've chatted to a coach during this pandemic to think about, um, fun enough, um, development, self-development, because that's absolutely something that's totally gone out the window. Um, but also as well, really honest conversations with my boss at work. He's been amazing. Um, you know, just saying, actually, do you know what? I really value a weekly checking. Can we do that? And she's been like, absolutely, we can do whatever's needed. So it's just been that exploration really um, through that. And then I think what's happened more recently, because let's face it, I think we all thought we were in for 12 weeks and then, yay, we'd be out of this. But that's not really happened, has it? So it was almost when we got to week 13 and thought, oh, goodness, okay, this is going to be a longer slog than we thought. Um, then it's been about what what works for me, what else works for me, and it's actually been a bit of change. So I've changed location for working um, uh, working from home, and actually that's been really tremendously beneficial. So it's thinking about what changes can you put into your day that might help, because at the moment it's a total and utter feeling of 
Groundhog Day, another Monday rolls around, you know, you have the similar meetings and you think, what has actually changed? What's what's different this week? So for me, it's about being plugging in change and doing things differently and just challenging myself, really. You know, after normalising for, say, two or three months to try and make things feel stable, it's then almost been turning that on its head and saying, OK, I've now got some great routines in place. What else can I change up? Change up um, uh, your exercise uh, routines, for instance. You know, maybe you started running every other day and actually now you're up to running every single day. There's always going to be something or, or maybe starting that book that you've never started. But I think for me, it's about talking to friends, um, having buddies. Who do I know that I can go to saying I'm having a really rubbish day? Um, I'm lucky at work. I feel very supported. Um, so from that point of view, um, you know, I know not everybody has that, but working out where your support network is as well. I think that's been really key. And there's, there's quite a lot there, isn't there? Because um, I love the bit you were saying about that there's this kind of tension between setting up a new routine because we've, we've all had our lives turned on its head kind of thing. But then we're almost at the stage now where that new routine we set up is actually what is causing some lack of resilience and we're having to put some change in it and 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 so it's a tension between routine to get through each groundhog day and actually some change to actually give us the variety that actually will keep our minds active and everything and and, and allow us to feel in control of our lives kind of thing i, I like the bit of well as well as uh, talking to people i think um even though there are certain skills that we can learn to build our resilience actually the ability to talk to people is one of those key parts of building resilience it's about that ability to reflect on what has happened and reframe what's going on to actually actually i'm i'm, I'm kind of viewing this in this way but actually Am I viewing it with a certain filter or lens on? And could I be viewing this in a more positive way? And I think that that concept of talking to people is, is really big. And I think that's why we've seen so much now about people being open and honest about their mental health, whereas maybe they weren't in the past. I completely agree. And, you know, I, I'm talking about, you know, the working from home aspect of it. But it's really important to remember in all of this, we also have people who are not working at the moment, furloughed, potentially redundant and actually for all of us it's been talking about those real emotions about how that feels um and you know not making assumptions you know just asking those open questions and i remember posting on um sort of internal uh, work sites um you know a, a, a document about it's okay to be not okay and listing all the things around it's okay that you are getting up every day at six and doing your exercise and an hour's yoga and then getting stuck into work but frankly who is that person um and for some people as well you know what does that mean if you've been furloughed or you've been made redundant or you don't have work right now you know where are you reaching out to but you know making sure that you've kind of got that cross um sort of spectrum if you like of people in your support team like in your little cheerleaders if you like who are there some of whom have got work some of who haven't maybe um and that you're just being really honest about how that feels because it's not easy for anybody at the moment i think anxiety levels if you could measure them as a nation have probably gone through the roof um and i don't think anybody's having a hugely easy time but the honesty part has helped so much through this and it's so refreshing i mean i'm sure so many people have had those conversations where you've maybe just like fessed up to something like I'm having a really tough day today. This just hasn't gone right. I don't feel like I've achieved something. And you talk to one other person and they have a similar experience and say, yeah, that was my, my day yesterday too. You feel so much better. You feel lighter. And it's that shared human experience for me about looking to who you've got in your support locker 
who can be really there for you when you're having a down day, when you're having a good day. But making sure that you know you've, you've, you have those conversations because the problem comes, I think, when people don't have those conversations. I certainly know that in the early days of lockdown, the days I'd, I'd have days where I wouldn't have a meeting in. And so other than my two dogs, I'd probably not talk to anybody. And they're lovely, but they're just not great conversation, if I'm honest. Um, so from that point of view, it's really important that people recognise the fact that, um, you know, you've got whatever's going on at home, you've got whatever's happening, work or not work, as it were. And that within all of that, um, even if you can't meet someone or hug someone or have that coffee, that impromptu coffee that you might have had on a Tuesday afternoon, that you keep talking to people and um and offering curiosity and kindness i think through all of this my one tenant has been um treating myself hopefully um but others as well with that kindness that means that there's you know just an openness to have a conversation about anything yeah and i think there's a, there's an in, interesting thing there and i like the concept of kindness we might come back to that one um, there was the the bit about what you do with your day kind of thing as well and I think um there's there's something that was always um bimbling around in in HR about job crafting and everything and I think having the ability to be able to craft your day at the moment if you are someone who's working from home who's who's probably got that blurring of home life and work life really going on top being able to be in control and have an employer who allows you to shift your hours maybe i, I know of, of a couple of professionals who've got small kids and one uh, one work works compressed hours in the morning the other one works compressed hours in the afternoon and then they they're looking after the childcare the other way around kind of thing and i think that that feeling of being in control i think having a purpose um about what you're doing and it could be the the, the sport and getting fit it could be absolutely it could be your work knowing what you're, you're supposed to be doing but actually having a reason i think that's probably why everyone's ordered stuff from home base and being q and and painted a room is because you want to feel like you've achieved you've got a purpose while you're doing this uh and because you you almost had the rug pulled out from under your feet so i think there's there's a real thing of there about being able to build structure in your in your lives i don't know if you've had any examples of how you've done that for yourself oh that's a really good question um and i think you're spot on um when you say building structures i am actually looking out of the garden right now and i'm looking at the gazebo that we built last week so that kind of is a structure if you like and building a structure but it's a little bit literal um i think it probably is though almost quite literal in terms of what have you practically done because you've hit absolutely the other sort of big thing on the head as it were you know not only is it talking to people looking at a support network um who can help reaching out for support but also um what activities support you through this um you know we've all seen the kind of like joking memes and gifts on uh, um, social media of like a million amazon boxes in your sort of um, recycling but actually in all of that have you been supporting it with doing things that you either love and adore already or have you found a new passion? Have you taken up the ukulele? Um, you know, are you about to run a marathon? Uh, all those sort of things. So for me, it's definitely been about um, finding that um, practical purpose. Interestingly enough as well, um, one of the things is, you know, for a lot of people, I think volunteering has also helped through this as well. And I don't mean it on the kind of grand scale, you know, kind of like really big sort of 
notable stuff i almost mean on the kind of like you know looking after your neighbors you know or looking out for somebody that you know is vulnerable or could do with your help or someone in your family maybe and i think you know helping other people has been something that i've really found useful through this as well because ironically one of the things the pandemic has stopped is some of the sort of people to people kind of like charity work that a lot of people could do so what else is it you can do can you make things can you can you know help other organizations by making uh, face masks or something you know just all of these different things that people have been involved in um but also something for yourself personally there's got to be something in this that you know um you do but it is that kind of pressure though isn't it as well that kind of like oh are you going to come out as a great aid uh, ukulele player well no maybe you're not maybe you bought that ukulele and it's done nothing but gather dust but that's okay because the intent was there as well and maybe you tried it and it wasn't for you i think it's almost finding something that you want to do doing it but not putting too much pressure on yourself as well because for some reason time seems to have gone you know um in the blink of an eye in some ways even though we've been experiencing groundhog day so it's working out where you do have time in the day, making some time for yourself. And maybe your achievement out of all of this is that just uh, five minutes each day, you got out and walked around the block and you just noticed the nature as you were going through it all. Um, so, yes, I think it's been um, the practical stuff has been really interesting. But again, not putting pressure on yourself to achieve because then, you know, that creates more anxiety. And it's kind of like that never ending loop of um, when will I stop this pressure on myself? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and you, you talked there about helping people again. And I know yeah, I'm going to take us back to the word kindness that, that you that you mentioned before, because I know it's something that you feel quite strongly about. So when we're talking about kindness and we're talking about resilience and everything, can you elaborate on, on where you see kindness working, helping? What have you seen? Oh, thank you. Well, um, for me, kindness um, was brought really sharply into focus watching um, Breakfast TV one morning. Um, and I saw um, a report, uh, a piece with um, a partially sighted lady who was talking about the fact that she doesn't need to use a white stick and doesn't always use a white stick. Um, very much her choice. Um, and that but, but because she's partially sighted, it means that she often doesn't see people till, till they're less than two metres um, close to her. And it just made me really think about, you know, when we walk down the street, maybe somebody doesn't look to be observing social distancing like we might expect. And we're thinking, well, I'm doing it. Why isn't anybody else doing it? And then realising with that kindness that maybe there's something you can't see. Maybe there's something going on with that individual so what kindness can we offer each other on a day-to-day -day basis? What is that curiosity we need to have to say, goodness me, I wonder what's going on with that individual that means they're walking close to me or why they haven't got a mask on because, um, you know, at the moment where we are with coronavirus in 2020, um, we are in the UK and we are about to have um, face coverings mandatory in shops, but there'll be people who can't wear them. So we need to spare a thought and that level of kindness because it's very easy if you look at social media to see a lot of the um, hype and the anxiety and unfortunately sometimes the unkind side of society where people are shamed if you like into what they have or haven't done but maybe a curiosity and a kindness about what's going on with another person would really help us all because wouldn't we want that offered to us so I always think about you know um, how would I want people to treat me if say for instance I had a condition that meant you know, I, I did walk a little too close to people, but it wasn't deliberate. It's because I couldn't see them. So, yeah, that was a really poignant moment for me. That was one of those light bulb moments when you say, goodness, yes, we need to do that. And 
the kindness really starts with ourselves as well. You know, the expectation that I should be grade eight ukulele. Well, no, just be kind to yourself. It's absolutely fine that you've even bought the ukulele and some music to go with it. And maybe you had some fun. Um, you know, maybe you didn't. Maybe you decided it wasn't for you. But the kindness is to be as we are, to get up each day um, and be kind to ourselves and kind to those around us, kind to our family, um, so that we really bring the best of ourselves to every situation that we find ourselves in. Because if the pandemic has taught us anything, um, uh, we can expect the unexpected at times at the moment. And with so many different things happening with rules and regulations about what we can't, can and can't do, it would be really easy sometimes to get hat up with feeling in a, a place of being right about something when actually there is probably some mitigating circumstance if you know you come across something that doesn't kind of look or feel right or maybe it's a question of as well the kindness is that we um politely make an you know um an inquiry and ask you know what is going on here is there something i need to know about have i missed something um just so that the appreciative inquiry approach you know comes through that means that actually your inquiry will be met with um, somebody who's willing to explain something rather than potentially a slightly different conversation yeah, and I, I totally get that. And I love the concept of kindness as actually part of building resilience, but it's very much about the societal resilience uh, as much as it is the individual, yeah. isn't it? And it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I was thinking through when you were saying that there, that, that actually if, you're, if you portray kindness to someone and you give people benefit of the doubt, it kind of encourages trust, it's positivity. And actually one of the aspects of building resilience is actually that feeling of optimism. Um, or realism, if you want to, if you don't want to go too far out of pessimism, depending on your personality type, but but that feeling of positive psychology and everything, and actually by doing things um, uh, outwardly positive to people without actually requiring anything back that just in itself generates almost kind of like a culture in itself and i'm sure if you start doing that inside of organizations always uh stopping yourself from snapping back at someone if you hear something that you you want you you feel quite negative about thinking actually can i reframe that is there something else that person was meaning by that because i've known that person for five years i'm sure they weren't trying to have a dig at me or something that in itself is an element of kindness i suppose that we could bring into work Oh, completely, totally, totally. And also as well at the moment, I think one of the things that um, certainly, you know, um, I had a friend talk to me about recently was they saw somebody in their workplace um, behave in a way that was totally out of character for that individual. Um, you know, and it was interesting to, to we, we sat and chatted about it and, you know, we talked through about, you know, the questions that you could ask that individual about, you know, how you approach that individual. And again, it's it's almost about going back to that initial question of when you say to somebody, how are you today? Um, maybe using a different question and saying, what's good today? What, what, you know, t talk to me about a good thing that's happened this week or today. Um, you know, or what are you grateful for? And I know, fun enough, on the back of that kindness, one of the flip side of the flip sides of that is gratitude which is absolutely proven to be an, a you know a real endorphin um, booster and thinking about what you're grateful for and actually talking to other people and it usually puts a smile on people's faces and so um you know it, it's thinking about situations like that where you see someone maybe behave in a way that you just don't think is quite how they normally would and to your point Anthony um maybe not being quick to judge but being kind of um quick to quick to be kind i think is mm -hmm. to think oh goodness if that person's having a bad day i wonder if i can just offer them a word of kindness that will help them um and even if i don't see the um result of that maybe i'm paying it forward because then you know 
they'll that they'll be kind to somebody else or you know that it will happen and i think it's that um thing of sometimes you want kindness for yourself you want kindness for those that you love your family but actually i think if we can offer it up more societally um is that a word even um but if we can offer that up more widely it's that bit of life that then just makes it bit more bearable for everybody and to your point that is resilience after all isn't it because it's not about the big grand stuff it's not about nailing resilience as kind of like you must do this this and this if you almost think about how to bounce back from something well it's usually because somebody's been kind to me or i've been kind to myself then actually if we can just multiply that and keep doing that for each other then maybe hopefully we can all just get through this yeah, and so it's funny you should mention gratitude because um, I was talking to someone yesterday, and they were talking to about gratitude to me as well. And they were talking about that they they were looking into the world of mindfulness, and actually, and it was the the gratitude bit that actually what today can I be thankful for that has happened what what could be worse which isn't worse kind of thing and actually that in itself is like again it leads back into positive psychology which I think is a really interesting thing at the moment because I think it, it, positive psychology and resilience do overlap a fair amount uh, kind of thing so we're going to have to pull it to a close in a moment or two, um, but it's been really interesting talking about resilience and especially as, as your view on resilience and actually how you've adapted to uh, the world around you and everything. I was, I was suppose the, the last point I was going to ask you was if there was like one takeaway around resilience and your experience of re- resilience over recent years that you would want to say to the listener listening in thinking what can i do about resilience now today is there anything that you would pass on to them which is a really unfair question because i didn't warn you this was coming (laughs) no that's fine that's fine do you know what as soon as you started um uh sort of wording that question um i was really glad you referenced over the last few years because if i think back to the sort of things that have challenged me quite a lot in the last couple of years um the thing that has been the most difficult but the most beneficial has been reaching out to somebody else and asking for support and i have found that really hard at times um and each time i found it hard and then i've done it i found it easier if that makes sense so um this time this year i was almost cross with myself i hadn't done it earlier and this was only like week three into the you know kind of like lockdown but it really, really, really helps to talk to someone else, reaching out for help. And help comes in all different shapes and forms and won't be the same each time with resilience. That's the other thing as well is you kind of have to go, go with the flow as to what that, that, that help may look like and also as well what you might need at different times in your life and be really open and curious as to what that help could look like. Um, so, yeah. Um, and if there's anybody you know listening out there that is feeling really desperate and really unsure about things it's thinking about the person that you would trust if you were going to i don't know buy a really nice outfit or you were going to go to the supermarket and cook a really nice dinner and you said what would you like that person who you trust above anybody else whose opinion you know will be kind will be thoughtful will be considerate of you that's probably the person to either have a distanced walk or maybe a zoom call or or even a good old-fashioned phone call with um just to reach out and even if it's just the start of the conversation you don't have to know what it is you're going to get out of it that's important as well just start talking and you almost just start from where you are that day and often than not kind people and you'll have them in your life will meet you where you are at that point in the day 
and they will help scoop you up make you feel better but not only that just actually saying something out loud will automatically start to unlock things for you and help you with some resilience i i literally could not add really much to that at all i think you are totally right i think i've reached out to people during this and and a number of people have reached out to me and actually are talking about the 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 situations you're you're in verbalizing is such a good way forward so that's an amazing piece of advice that's one of my best pieces of advice is from any of my podcasts so thank you very much for that jenny jenny it's been amazing having you on the tap talks hr podcast thank you very much for taking the time out to join us and uh, and thanks everyone for listening in um if you want to find out anything more about resilient or similar topics you can go to tapsolutions.com but that's it for now speak again soon bye-bye